Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. I think it's the first Monday I've worked all year. Is it? What do you mean? Yeah, because when we got back from vacation, I came back on a Tuesday. Then I think the next week was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Maybe I did work on a Monday. I don't remember. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. Did everybody enjoy their weekend? Yep. I had a great weekend. Um, I just really relaxed and spent time with the family, watched football with the son, and I had a great weekend. I feel stupid, though, because I'm taking my son to the Super Bowl this, uh, this year. Uh, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a yearly thing now. Every year we go to the Super Bowl, so I got tickets to the Super Bowl, but I didn't book my flight as of yet. So when I checked the flight on Thursday, flights was like $220. So I was like, ah, wait till Monday. Damn it, man. Flights are $400 now. They damn near double, I guess, after Tom Brady won last night. Why would you wait, though? It's not like, I don't know, it's, man. It's, it's not like the Super Bowl was moving anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, know what? you knew who it was going to be for a year and some change. I really waited because I didn't know what time his last class was, so I was trying to leave after his last class, and me waiting for him just cost me $400. Now, what's the social distancing policies of the Super Bowl now? I believe uh, only 30% of the arena will be uh, packed. I doubt that this year because this is the first time ever that uh, a home team is playing in their home arena. I think they're going to squeeze a few more in there. <laughs> and they're giving 7,500 tickets to uh, healthcare workers, so essential workers. So that's going to be pretty cool. So uh, I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to take them to the game. It's, it's a father and son, you know, time of bonding, and we get to watch the game, you know, shoot the air. She's getting older. So uh, that that's what I, I really love about it. So Hell, it's a father and son Super Bowl. Yeah. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. That's what it is. So I'm excited about that. Now, what about your weekend, Yee? Uh, this weekend, I was working this weekend, so that's it. Now I'm back home. You got a buzz. You might need yeah, to I don't know what that... disconnect and connect. Is that, is that from me? Let me see. Yes, it's from you. It sounds like, uh, you know, when your, your cell phone is too close to something and you hear mm-hmm. that buzz, that's what it sounds like, but we know that's not the case, so well, you might just have to disconnect and reconnect. Well, that's the beauty of live radio, people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to work these kinks out in real time. That's right. Well, we got to send... Uh, what do we... Yeah, the static is, we're is definitely heavy. we're definitely uh, sending uh, positive energy, love, and light to the family of Larry King. Yes, uh, rest in peace to one of the re- greatest radio, television broadcasters to ever do it. I mean, even saying that, saying he's one of the greatest to ever do it, is absolutely positively an understatement. Yeah, because we, you know, words can't really quantify how amazing. Larry King was. Yeah, I was checking to make sure, but we're going to rerun his interview that he came up here and did with us. Uh, Larry King interviewed we, everybody you could possibly imagine, from Malcolm to Martin. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. I don't know if he interviewed Martin. He definitely interviewed Malcolm X. Yeah, he said Martin, right? No, nah, Malcolm X, Mandela. Uh, I thought he said Martin. Rosa he Martin Parks. I don't remember him saying Ma- Martin. I remember him saying Malcolm. 
But, you know, we I, we interviewed Larry King twice, if I'm not mistaken. The first time he came was in 2015. That's before we were putting videos on YouTube. That's when, you know, uh, iHeart was still in the, the, the dark ages. I remember, Putting yeah. stuff on the dot com. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was another time we interviewed him as well. And I've been on his show a couple of times, but... Yeah, I was I was watch, watching back his interview from 2015 this weekend, and it was um, a lot of prophetic things were said in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get that back on. Mm-hmm. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about, ye? I don't Just think trying so. to make sure my no. microphone's working. Is that okay now? My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic. Come on, how y'all watch Salt and Pepper this weekend, and y'all ain't got it. My mic sounds nice. Check two. <laughs> that song wasn't even in it. So still salt and pepper. Yeah, and you know what I seen over the weekend too. I seen Wendy Williams documentary. Her show. I watched that too. I that came out. The person too. they played, the place that played Charlemagne. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean the movie? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, the movie. I, I saw my. Uh, I saw that they. Uh, I'm in the documentary too. I didn't sign that release paper. You're definitely in the documentary. Well, they, they, but, but trust me, they on, we on their ass. It's about to be out, out. So you are definitely uh, in the documentary. No, they got, a, they got a week to fix it. Mm. <laughs> they know what it is. You are definitely in that doc. All right, but front page news. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. I sound okay? Yep. Okay. Uh, We are going to be talking about what's going on at the Miami Heat games. They are going to allow people to uh, attend the games, but we'll tell you how they're going to make it safer. All right. Let's get some front page news. Now, in sports, Tampa Bay beat the Packers 31-26, and the Chiefs beat the Bills 38-24. Should be a very entertaining Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's like if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant ever got to play in the NBA Finals. That's what it feels like with the with the Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so the, the game is February 7th at 6.30 p.m. in Tampa Bay, the first time a home team is going to be playing the Super Bowl at home. I'm just happy that I lived through the Tom Brady era. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Tom Brady fan by any means, but I I, I respect, you respect greatness. Him. Absolutely. Gotta respect greatness, man. Forty-three years old, ten Super Bowl appearances, mm-hmm. six rings. When you think about the degree of difficulty in football, yeah. He he might he's arguably the greatest athlete of all time in any sport. In any sport. When you think about the degree of difficulty of football. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's he's he might be the goat of, of all time in any sport. All right, now also Conor McGregor, if you care, got knocked the f out over the weekend. I didn't see the fight. I just seen the memes of him laying there sleeping. Now, uh, what else we got? Ye? At this point, I don't even remember when Conor McGregor was good. <laughs> I don't. I'm being honest. I don't even remember when, when was Conor McGregor ever good. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I, I just always see him lose in in more recent times. And then we also have to shout out Nia Dennis. She's a viral sensation. And once again, she has amazed people for UCLA Gymnastics. So if you haven't had a chance to see her floor routine, make sure you check that out also. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the Miami Heat is going to be using coronavirus sniffing dogs in order to screen fans at games. So what they're saying is that these highly trained dogs have been in place for some games this season where they allow a handful of guests, mostly friends and family of players and staff. And they are planning to let the games have 10 percent of the building's typical capacity. So the Attendance will be under 2,000 for now. Therefore, seating will be very limited. But they said these dogs have like a 94% uh, percentage of being right when it comes to coronavirus detection. And if you do have an allergy to dogs and you can't do that, then they'll actually be able to give you the rapid test, which is less than 45 minutes. Damn, that's embarrassing. Could you imagine going to the game? <laughs> Whoa, that, damn, that's embarrassing. I mean, coronavirus sniffing dogs, I just love to hear more. Like, how does that work? And what, what if they sniff the wrong virus? Well, what if what if you smoking weed right before and, and you smell like weed? Can they smell through the weed? Yeah, are they both? Can they do can are they canine dogs that can detect narcotics or just viruses? I've heard of this before though. I forget for what ailment it was, but I've definitely heard of um dogs who can smell some type of sickness or disease. I forgot what disease it was. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, they can even um, detect cancer. Cancer. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. That's probably what you're thinking. All right. Now, Breonna Taylor, the grand jurors in that case have filed an impeachment petition against Kentucky Attorney, Attorney General Daniel Cameron. So they want him to be impeached over allegations that he mishandled the case, which I think that's pretty clear. According to a statement from their attorney, the grand jurors did not choose this battle. This battle chose them. These are randomly selected citizens who were compelled to sit on a grand jury and were terribly misused by the most powerful law enforcement official in Kentucky. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, you know, it's, it's been proven that they omitted uh, evidence from the Breonna Taylor case. They didn't even present the Breonna Taylor case as a, as a murder. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, all, they were, uh, I'm all for mm -hmm. it. Yeah, multiple grand jurors said they were not given the opportunity to deliberate on additional charges outside of wanton endangerment, which is the only thing that uh, one person was actually uh, charged with. So there you have it. He should go to jail, too. Daniel Cameron? Because he had a response. Yeah, he has a responsibility. And the fact that you hid information, mm -hmm. misrepresented information, that should be a crime. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a great weekend or maybe a weekend was bummed out and you want to just get some things off your chest. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call, call you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? You. What's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Hey. Hey, Trav. How you doing, boo? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, Charlamagne? Trav, peace, sis. I was going to DM you this morning, man. I'm trying to find that email you sent me. Oh, uh, my um... Hey, I'm, 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 I'm going to send it to you again. I'm, I'm yeah. going to DM you. Yeah, DM me the email. Like, wow. Right, I'm going to DM you the email. Sounds right. kinky. What's going on, Drama? <laughs> How was the weekend? It's actually good, man. I'm actually uh, calling. What's up, Dramos? How are you? What up, Travis? I just want to say um, that uh, Tampa Bay cheated. They, they allowed them to play all Get game. Get out of here, man. They call pass interference. Because Tom Brady paid people off, man. Trav, that, that, that path interference was too egregious, bro. You can't grab a handful of somebody's yeah. jersey. He was holding off a dear life, <laughs> Like, man. come on, come on, man. Bro, that was let, egregious. They let them play all game. You can't call that in the last quarter, man. Yes, you can. Like, when it's a championship game. If it's that egregious, yes, you can. Imagine somebody just grabbed somebody's ass like that in the game and just held on to it. <laughs> but look, I do want to say, Star, listen, man. Um, well, I don't want to say I've been praying for it because – I actually like prayer is something I'm having like a hard time dealing with these days. But I'm really hoping, hoping that you're not playing with me, Char. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm like really, really thinking on that. Wow, how would I play with you, other? man? What's going on? Come on, All right. man. Well, listen, I'm a plug passer to Free Friday. <laughs> okay. Wow, what kind of plug are you talking about? Man, shut up. I'm a plug passer. If man. I told you I, I got you, I got you. Just, oh, okay. I, got, I just gotta find the email. Big plug or little plug? Man, shut up. Thanks, Travis. Kinky. He said big plug. He definitely said big plug. Hello, who's this? Hi, MV. This is Sandra, the Haitian therapist. I just want to get off my chest how pissed off I was that she said I thought stupid. Oh, my but goodness. Then you go ahead and call Atlanta a state. Who oh called Atlanta goodness. a state? It's a Georgia MV state. Did. Go ahead. Well, that sound about envy. Atlanta was a state. That sound about envy. That's Keith Charlemagne, I got a voodoo doll of you, and I was gonna push the hairline back, but I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> now, why would you do that? And that's a waste. 
By the way, now, see, I don't play. That's messed up. I don't that, play. Oh, wow. I would tell, I would tell her that is a waste of a doll. My hairline's already pushed back. Somebody <laughs> already did that one. All right. Goodness gracious. Well, Sandra, I was just joking with you. All right. Drama's hung up on you. Nah, that's not nice. We got that on camera. That was all Sandra, you. If, if you do want to do anything to that voodoo doll, make my penis bigger, please. <laughs> that would really piss me off. That would really insult me to make my penis bigger. I must, I must, I must increase my thrust. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Jermaine out of Atlanta. What's going on, y'all? Jermaine, what's up? Get it off what's your that? chest. Hey, real quick, I just want to give a, a shout-out to a loved one, uh, Barry Jones. Uh, he just passed first of the year, um, childhood friend, so I just want to give him a, a major shout-out. And since I'm a long-time listener to the show, I remember shooting your shot, so I want to shoot my shot to y'all real quick. Go. I want to try to get an interview. I'm a black artisan, lemonade vodka barmaid. I don't have to be the only one, but I want to get us. There's a bunch of us in the industry, and we want to get that Zoom interview. And that's my shot. I want to shoot it. Thanks a lot. All right, King. All right, man. You, you know, sometimes brother. when you shoot the shot, you got to wait to see if it went in. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Did he send a lick up here? Yeah, we've had that yeah, Bombay did. Lemonade. Mm -hmm. I've had Bombay Lemonade before. Salute to my guy. I can't. Right. Met, I met him at a. I met him at AC3 Festival last year, or the year before last. Okay. 2019. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We're just going to ignore a shot. He <laughs> <laughs> just shot. We just, it's still in there, huh? Get it off your chest. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Vince from the day. What up, though? What up, though? Get it off your chest, what bro. What up, though? Well, I just wanted to say I'm the black, blessed, and highly favorite. Uh, calling my man, Charlamagne and Z. Yes, sir. Um, I had a beautiful baby boy last week. Uh, eight pounds, six ounces. Uh, oh my God, he's fantastic. And I, I couldn't be happier. I wanted to give a shout out to my beautiful girl, the sweetie, for pushing that big bowling ball of beauty up out of her. I'm just, I'm just blessed to uh, be able to witness that. Again, after 14 years, on top of all that. Congratulations, King. Congrats. Congratulations yeah, to you and your queen, you. man. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Charlamagne and God, uh, Angela Lee, DJ Super Spreader. I'm, uh, I'm glad to uh, hear y'all and y'all back at DJ Super Spread. Y'all back at work, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I tried to call in the last time when y'all was jumping down Angela Deeper, but you got an uh, old, old, old DJ Super Spread over there going to parties in the 8th. And, uh, you know, you, you know, I DJed and I quarantined for the amount of time that I was supposed to quarantine. That's why I wasn't in last week. It's called following protocol, sir. I tell you what, though, DJ Super Spreader have at parties in Atlanta sounds wild. <laughs> Spreading them cheeks at them parties in Atlanta. <laughs> I followed the proper protocol, sir. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Omni Rose. Hey, Omni, get hey, it off Omni. your chest. Good morning, you guys. I just calling to provide a little comfort for the Angela Yee situation from earlier in regards to COVID. Okay. So my four-year-old daughter woke up Christmas morning with a severe sore throat. I rushed her to the emergency room. They checked her for strep. It came out negative. They checked her for COVID. And although I requested a rapid test, they weren't allowed to do it because she wasn't being admitted. So she didn't get her test back until Tuesday. However, she came back positive. I had family from Maryland down here in Georgia. It was about 10 of us. Everybody had went home, of course. 
D.C., Maryland, everywhere. We all got tested. All of us were negative. She was the only one that tested positive. Well, she oh, well, I appreciate that. Hopefully she's okay. Everything. Yeah, she's fine now. Yeah, she's perfectly fine. She literally I did had get a sore throat. That's amazing. That's, That's good. Great. That's that's good to hear. I did test negative twice already, so I feel comfortable. Yes, and I took her back, and she has tested negative. So it just makes me feel like they don't have enough information about this. She slept in the bed with us. She rode in the car with my parents for 12 hours back to Maryland. Everything. All of us tested negative. Yeah, I mean, you just yeah, don't you know, know how it affects your body. I think everybody's different. I know my daughter... Uh, when school first started, I think like four months ago, three months ago, her roommate had COVID and she got tested three times and my daughter didn't receive it. But this was, you know, close quarters with with this young lady and my daughter didn't get it. But, you know, the young girl did. So, I mean, you just never know how it affects the body, you know? Exactly. And then it makes me feel like the vaccine, it cannot be ready because we still don't know how it's being passed or why right. it only they, they didn't rush it people. out. But that's why yeah. that, that's 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 why even though like you said you know we may not have all the information but the information we do have which is quarantining right. you know what I'm saying yeah, we gotta follow we gotta follow right. the proper especially protocols. if we're around people with no masks on we just gotta be extra careful because we don't know yeah and, right. and so you know now, like I you said her out of uh, daycare I took her out of daycare because that's the only place she's been alone without any of us mm-hmm. and all you can do is so, do your I best man like do your best to. Yeah. Uh, Try to avoid it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to provide a little comfort on that. All right, so y'all have I appreciate a great day. you. I'm glad you're, and I'm glad your daughter's okay and your family's okay. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. All righty, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. Now we got rumors on the way. Uh, Spinderella has some comments about this salt and pepper biopic that was out over the weekend, which I'm sure a lot of people watched on Lifetime. So we'll discuss what she has to say in response to not being included. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Spinderella was not too happy about this salt and pepper biopic that was on Lifetime over the weekend. She didn't have anything to do with it. Now, when we had Salt and Pepper on The Breakfast Club, here is what Salt had to say about their ongoing disputes. It's always been a lot of attempts to compromise, to satisfy on everybody's part. And it just never got to a place where it was what she thought it, it should be. And so sometimes things come to a head. It's unfortunate. But internally, sometimes things get to a point where you have to part ways. We wish Spinderella the best. We're open to whatever can happen in the future. Um, I've reached out to her. I haven't gotten anything back, you mm-hmm. know, but I still, my heart is open. Well, Spinderella took to social media and said, sorry, sorry, but I got to speak on this Lifetime special. Too often black women who have made meaningful contributions in their industry are left out of historical narratives. Back when salt and Pepper was building our legacy, which is rooted in empowering women, I could not have dreamed that this same group would one day disempower me. Words cannot fully express my disappointment when I learned a decision was made to move forward with a Lifetime biopic that wrongfully excluded me from every aspect of development and production, all the while using my image throughout, given that 
that I played an integral role in the group's story and success. There's nothing more unacceptable than a woman being silenced by another woman. I do, however, want to offer a huge congrats to the talented actresses that represented us, including Monique Paul, who I wish would have been given an opportunity to share my true perspective with. In reflection, I'm grateful I've managed to uphold a 30-year career. And she did say that she does have a book on the way. She said 30-plus years is a lot of content, and I'm mm-hmm. ready to share. Yeah, I mean, that sucks because Spinderella was a very important piece to that group, group. So she should have had her input involved in the film. They didn't make her look bad in the film, but Not they didn't give her any they didn't give her any real looks, period. Like it was even that one part of the movie where they was on the bus and Salt and Pepper and were talking and they said something like Salt and Pepper and Spinderella was like and spin, you know? Yeah. I wish you'd have got a, a chance to, you know, to, to share her side and the actress got a chance to talk to her to, to you know, to give her feelings. But I mean we don't know the behind the scenes what happened though. Yeah, but you gotta give her that love if you're salt and pepper. Fresh Fresh Prince, if he's talking about anything Fresh Prince related, has to have Jazzy Jeff. You know, run, run DMC, DMC would have to have JMJ yeah. if 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 Jay was still here. Um mm-hmm. and so Salt and Pepper needs Cinderella. But it's interesting because Herbie Lovebug also didn't have anything to do with developing this because they were saying this is really more about Salt and Pepper and their friendship with each other and having that group. But I think it would have made it better if the people involved could have had their say. But I guess the story is about their friendship because they were best friends before they formed the group. So Mm, and and there's so much history between them. That's a lot to go through. But yeah, Herbie Lovebug, who was very integral in, in forming Salt and Pepper, he also didn't have a say. Yeah, I mean, the story was about salt and pepper, though. So that that was the reason why, I'm sure. All right, now let's talk about Eminem. He premiered his Hire video on Saturday. Now, a clip had been circulating of him talking about UFC President Dana White before the uh, UFC fight happened on Saturday. This was that clip. I'm a huge Eminem fan, but this is a tough one. It's a tricky demon to conquer, even for someone as badass as Eminem. My prediction is disappointment for fans all over the world. Eminem, what's your response to what Dana just said? I think that people like you give people like me the fuel that they need to succeed in the first place. So I think that the best part about your opinion is that it doesn't matter. And if every fighter that you had listened to your opinion when you doubted them, you wouldn't have a league. So you're an asshole and I'm out. What they talking about though? Yeah, why was they beefing? Well, they weren't really. This was actually a preview for a music video for Hire, and that then dropped on Saturday on YouTube uh, during that fight. So people mm. thought this was a real clip of Eminem talking ish about Dana White, but it was really part of this music video. Now, in addition to this fight that happened on Saturday, Conor McGregor got knocked out. Uh, that was in the second round, and Floyd Mayweather had some things to say about that. Now, he was on social media, and somebody said, why is Floyd Mayweather hated for the way he carries himself? But Conor McGregor is loved for the same way he carries himself. Let's hear your thoughts. And Floyd responded, I've seen this post and my take on it is that the world knows con artist McLoser can steal everything from me and be loved, but I'm hated. This just lets you know that racism still exists. Just know that bum will never be me or be on my level. I'm just built different. My mindset is on another planet. My skills are second to none. I'm a natural born winner. And yes, I talk a lot of trash, but every time I back it up, this is what they hate. It's sad that you could be a poor black kid from the ghetto that has dealt with racism your whole life and work extremely hard to put yourself and your family in a better position and most of the hate comes to my own people yeah i just don't remember when conor mcgregor was good i'm not a ufc watcher though so you know by the time i started tuning in the ufc he was just getting his ass kicked every time i seen him do people like him though i i guess clearly he's still a draw right you watch ufc don't you drummers 
Yeah, here and there. He's a draw. Yeah, he's, he's clearly a, a draw. But is he a draw because people like him, or do they want to see him lose and get beat up? No, nah, I think people like him. He stopped doing some of the trash talk and stuff. It's like over the last couple of years, he kind of fell off. I wouldn't talk trash either if I kept getting my ass kicked. <laughs> after a after while, you got to shut up. He is, he is still planning to fight. Here's what he said. Goodness gracious. This sport is so much better with you in it. Are you telling us that we're going to see you in 2021 in the next few months? Of course. I need activity, guys. Come on. You just you don't get away with being inactive in this business, and that's the way it is. So uh, It's a tough one to swallow. I put in a lot of work. I'm proud of my work. You know, I'd like to, would have looked to represent my team a bit better. We'll get to go again, and that's it. His, his family got something to chill out. I don't care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't care. Well, that really is does. your rumor report. <laughs> Knock yourself out, Connor. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes. Somebody won over a billion dollars in the Mega Millions. Somebody won? Yes, man. Mm-hmm. You don't be paying attention to no. signs. You be, you be damn near about to wreck when you be driving and you see that thing then drop down to 20 million. You're like, let me check my goddamn <laughs> ticket. Damn. Let's get in some front page news. Now, sports over the weekend, the Buccaneers beat the Packers 31-26. The Chiefs beat the Bills 38-24. Should be a very entertaining Super Bowl. That's right. February 7th at 6.30 p.m. in Tampa. So it should be exciting. Now, what else you got, Yee? Well, let's talk about that Mega Millions. Somebody did buy the winning ticket for the $1.05 billion Mega Millions jackpot. It is the third largest lottery prize in history in the United States. And that person is in Michigan. So one person won it? So, yes, the winning ticket was purchased at a Kroger store Mm-mm. in Novi in the Detroit suburbs. So shout out to Detroit. I, by the way, my store private label is open. So whoever bought that ticket, feel free to come by, buy some hair, whatever you need to buy. But um, yes. That ain't so. fair, Powerball. Powerball, when the Powerball is that big, y'all got to spread that wealth out amongst a few people, man. You know, rig the goddamn machines. Now they can't so the, rig it, so the winning number comes up at least three or four times. What one person going to do it? That might have been money? somebody's number he's been playing all his life, or it could be a quick pick. What's but. the number? What was the number, Yee? Do you know? Why does it matter? It's not your <laughs> ticket. I'm gonna see if yeah, I, you didn't win. I might have won $4. It is 4, 26, 42, 50, and 60 with a mega ball of 24. I had all those numbers. It's not in that order. I did. I got the Powerball 24, so that's $4. I had a 4 and one number, a 26 it and another it number. It don't work like that, bro. I know. It don't work like that. Now, let me ask you this. If you won, would you want to claim it right away? Uh, because they're saying that the winning ticket might holder might hold on to the ticket for a little while, get their affairs in order, put together a financial plan, and then reach out. Or would you try to say, I got to get it right away? Because I feel like I got to do it right away. Nah. I don't want to lose the ticket. Nah. I don't want nothing crazy to happen. I got to claim it immediately. No, nah, I got to talk to a financial advisor because it's that uh, person, Earth, you know, IRS, that is right there waiting. So I'm going to just try to uh, make sure I do it right. If, even if I got to put it in the LLC so nobody knows it's me that won that ticket because you become an instant target. Well, so. don't, I, I, number one, I'm sure all of us already have financial advisors, mm-hmm. right? I would hope so. And then uh, number two, it depends on if you can remain anonymous in that state or not. That's what it would determine. Right. On for me. If I can remain anonymous in the state, I'm going to get it right away. If not, I, I, would, might I to, would wait a little while. Mm-hmm. I might have to claim it first and then get everything in order right after. Because I don't know. I feel like I'll be so nervous that somebody might get the ticket from me or find out or I might lose it. Anything could happen. I'll be scared. Yeah, I would go collect that money right away, to be honest with you. It depends on the state. Eh. 
It's whatever. Even when I have a gift card, I try to spend it right away because I'd be so nervous. I'm going to lose my gift card. <laughs> I'm like, I got to use this now. All right. Now, five people. This is a, a really tragic story, including a pregnant woman were killed in a shooting in Indianapolis. It's their largest mass casualty shooting in more than a decade. Hmm. So this happened on Sunday. There was an early morning shooting on the northeast side, and the mayor is calling it a mass murder. They're not sure exactly what happened, but they did say it does feel like something targeted. So they said uh, there was some information that after they found a juvenile male with apparent gunshot wounds, then it led them to another residence less than a block away where they found five people, including a pregnant woman, dead with apparent gunshot wounds. Mm. So despite, despite, they said, the best life-saving efforts provided by medical staff, both the female and the unborn child did not survive. How tragic is that? This injuries, but they do not have any named suspects related to the shootings, but they believe that more than one shooter could have been involved also. That's horrible. So we do want to... We do want to give our condolences to that is a really tragic uh, situation. I don't even know what to say when situations like that happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? It feels like sending condolences isn't even strong enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can mm -hmm. send positive energy, love and healing energy to the families. But Lord have mercy. Right. How do you slow that All down? Right now, How do you prevent stuff like that from happening? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Our president, our new president, Joe Biden, has a very busy week of executive action. So what you need to know today is by American Day, he's expected to sign one executive order directing agencies to strengthen requirements for procuring goods and services from sources that support U.S. businesses and workers. Tomorrow, the focus is equity, and there's a list of executive orders that will create a policing commission and reinstate Obama-era policy on the transfer of military-style equipment to local law enforcement. How do you feel about that? I think that's great. But, I mean, he's he's got to go farther than that. I mean, listen, uh, he, they got the Oval Office. They got the Senate. He's doing executive orders. After what we saw last summer, a lot, he they campaigned on, you know, the racial injustice that was going on in our country. They campaigned on, you know, the fact that police, you know, killed the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's and Ahmaud, well, not Ahmaud, Aubrey, uh, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd's of the world. So, like, listen, they have to really go far. That's the George, Deliver. Yeah, the George Floyd Policing Act. Where that's at? <laughs> All right. Also, Tamara establishing steps to improve prison conditions and eliminate the use of private prisons and also disavow discrimination against the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, which comes particularly in light of rhetoric around COVID-19, that pandemic. Um, Wednesday is the climate crisis coming into view and they're going to be doing a memorandum on scientific integrity. Thursday, healthcare is the theme. Uh, Friday, they're centering on immigration. So that is it. And the impeachment trial date has been set. That is start to that is scheduled to start February 9th. And so that is still uh, moving forward. I, don't know, I just felt like the low hanging fruit would be decriminalizing, you know, uh, marijuana, which, which they should just legalize it. And I also thought, you know, the George Floyd Policing Act would I mean, I know it's only been a few days, but still, I feel like all of that stuff, those are things that they actually campaigned on. Mm -hmm. Those are things mm -hmm. that should get done first, I would think. Right. Yeah, so we should ask some questions about when is that being addressed? Oh, they on the clock. All right. <laughs> Joe, All right, well, Joe Biden and, and uh, Kamala Harris are definitely on the clock. They're on the clock. That is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, rest in peace to Larry King. Uh, he passed away over the weekend. And he was here twice, right? He was here twice. Uh, he came in 2015. That's before we were putting videos on YouTube. I feel like he came back after that as well. He didn't? He's only been here once. We sure. Yeah, I don't remember him being here twice. I remember one interview. I might be wrong. I've, but... I've done I've done his show twice. I did his show for my first book, Black Privilege, and I did his show for my second book, um, 
shook on anxiety playing tricks on me. But I, I, I thought Larry King came here twice, but he definitely was here in 2015. All right. Well, we're going to get that interview back on, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Got a special uh, guest in here from Brooklyn, New York. The legend. <laughs> the legend. The he's man. A, he's not a rapper. Though. He said the man. He's not, he's not a rapper. <laughs> Larry King, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, good morning to the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What now, do you, I don't. I don't see any breakfast. Everybody says that. We everybody says that. And you know what's crazy? Our producer is a chef. We've been here for almost five years. He's never brought no dishes in here ever. So this is a live Breakfast yeah. Club. <laughs> it's this a farce. Thing, the it's whole thing farce. is based yes. on lies. It's a farce. But I have coffee. Yeah, we that's do have breakfast. coffee mm-hmm. and water. That's that's about that's all you get in here. The inmates took over the asylum in Radio Win. I come in here, and there's eight radio stations here. Yeah. Even WOR, which used to carry my old show when I was on Mutual. How did that all happen? (laughs) It's this thing called iHeartMedia. Oh, iHeart. That was... uh, It used to be Clear Channel. Clear Channel. They just bought everything up. Yeah, I know. That's out of San Antonio, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, see, I know these. I I remember that. Ran by a guy named Bob Pittman. I know Bob Pittman very well. He's the big boss. And they switched to iHeart, meaning like all of you guys have heart... I think it's like I love media. Like I love muti- media. media. I yeah, love yeah. radio. I love television. I feel like we're being interviewed. Yeah, yeah. You can. Well, that's what I do. That's what I do. But that's your thing, though. You're an interviewer, so it's hard. So it's very hard. No, I, I, I understand it. I go with the flow. But I just, you know, it just hit me because I've been in radio, television, fifty-eight years. <laughs> Let's start okay. with Larry King. King okay. is not the original name, right? What, no, what my name was Zyger. And uh, all I wanted my whole life was to be in broadcast. I just wanted to be on the radio when I was five right. years old. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get odd jobs. I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And I got out of high school. My father died when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of odd jobs here in New York. Grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, went to Dodger games and worked for United Postal Service, Hearns Department Store. And Let me tell the young <coughs> bucks, when, when you were growing up in Brooklyn, the Dodgers played in Brooklyn. Yeah, the Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers. LA, right? This guy named Jackie I, Robinson, you yeah, may be familiar with. I was at know. his first game. Wow. And I interviewed him twice. Really? Uh, once in 1960 and then once about three months before he died. How did you feel at his first game? Were you one of those people that were against it? Oh, what are you kidding? Against it? We were all for it in Brooklyn. We loved him. Gotcha. But anyway, so I knocked around a whole bunch of our jobs, and uh, somebody suggested I go down to Miami. Uh, and Never knocked, a bad idea. Knocked on doors, and a small station there hired me. And I got my first job. It was May 1st, 1957. And I was about to go on the air, and the guy said, well, what name are you going to use? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, my name is Larry Zyger. He said, no, that, that won't go, because people won't know how to spell it. and mm-hmm. little ethnic. Look at that, little ethnic. Right. So uh, Why not Larry Z? Larry Z. That would be now. Okay. Larry, Larry the Z. <laughs> okay. But uh, he had an ad open in the Miami Herald for King's Wholesale Liquors. And he said, why not Larry King? I said, Better than Larry Liquor. Okay. You could have been Larry Liquor. That'd yeah. be hot. If you was doing Wholesale. like porn radio. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if it was DJs, it'd be Larry BJ, you know? You yeah. Anyways, Larry King. Okay. And uh, so I sat in the studio and I had Les Elgard swinging down the lane was my theme song. I was so nervous, man. Because remember, this is my lifetime wish. Right. I'm 22 years old. And since five, I wanted to be on the radio. Right. And now here's my big chance $50 a week. I was on from 9 to 12, and I did sports and news. You did everything. Mm-hmm. Small station. And uh, the music started to play, and I faded the record, mm-hmm. and nothing came out. Oh. And I brought the record back up, and nothing came out. Stage right? I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And the general manager kicked open the door to the studio. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, damn it, this is a communications business. Communicate. So he shut the door, and I did something then that I would do today. I was just honest. Mm -hmm. And I uh, turned the record down, and I said, good morning. My name is Larry King. That's the first time I've ever said that. I've just been given that name. <laughs> and uh, this is my first day on the air, and I'm scared to death. And I wanted this all my life. I told the audience the truth. Mm -hmm. And you can never go wrong when you tell the truth. Never. Absolutely. So for three hours that morning, if I miscued a record or I goofed up on a commercial, they're saying it's his first day. You know? right. So I, they were in my corner gotcha. by taking them in my corner. I was never nervous again. 58 years later, I've done comedy. I've done on stage. I've done stand-up. I've done interviews. I'm seen around the world. I've done radio, television, podcasts. FM, news, everything. Right. I've never been nervous since that first day because I learned something that first day. Mm. There's no secret. There's no just, secret. Just be yourself. Be yourself. If yeah. it works, it works. You can't make the audience. If the audience listening now didn't like The Breakfast Club, there's nothing you can do mm -hmm. to make them like it. Right. I agree. <laughs> so yeah. all, I totally agree with it that. Is, all you yeah. can do is be yourself. Be if yourself. it works, it works. No, it ain't brain surgery. Not at all. Hey, I've been doing this a long time. I've interviewed people like uh, Malcolm X, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, mm. Nelson Mandela, Frank Sinatra, seven presidents, world leaders. I've done speaking tours in South Africa and Moscow. And who was your favorite? Who was your favorite interview? Boy, I can't pick out one. Uh, Sinatra maybe because he was hard to get and uh, uh, he didn't do interviews, and that was like a big thrill. But I, I never had a favorite. I have so many, you know. I've done, I've done sixty thousand interviews. Wow! <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm just happy to learn things. Malcolm X was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Mandela was just a great guy. When I was in South Africa, I went to his house, and he wore suspenders in my honor. <laughs> I always, I have suspenders on now, but I'm freezing to death. <laughs> so I'm wearing a sweater. What's going on here? It's freezing. It's but but freezing. you, you said in here in particular. I, in the city. Oh, in New York. Not yeah. in here. Why are you wrapped up? I'm always cold in here. I think it's freezing. <laughs> I, I read that you want to freeze your body uh, when you when you die. I just uh, taped uh, Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz yeah. yesterday, mm -hmm. and he showed me what happens when they do that, and it makes a lot of sense to me. For I, I don't believe that I'm going anywhere. I'm not religious. Uh, so I believe that when you die, you die, and that's it. So I'm so curious, and I like living and uh, so I want one little chance. So if I'm frozen, and then they find a cure for whatever I died of, <laughs> and they can kill me, is that is that better than laying in the ground or being burnt while you're dead? Those two ways you can't get out. My wife says to me though, "Yeah, but what if you wake up 200 years later? You don't know anybody." I said, "I'll make new friends." Yeah, you'll, <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I, I, that's what I like. So. It's the one way grab at eternity to live, because mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to not exist. Right. And I, I think it's the biggest fear people have. I think they may say they don't. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I'm going somewhere. <coughs> you don't know. Right. So are you are you a atheist or you just don't believe in religion, organized religion? I'm probably an atheist. Uh, I respect religion. I've interviewed every great religious leader except the Pope. I don't buy it. I don't. I don't. I think the only reason for religion is death. If you didn't die, mm -hmm. there'd be no religion. What turns you away from it? Uh, probably not getting answers to questions. Mm -hmm. The simple answer you get all the time is when you ask, why does a baby die? Why is there a Holocaust? Mm. 
Um, I think that's because God gave human beings free will. Yeah, well, you didn't get free will for Katrina. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. so I asked those questions. You know, right. why did God allow Katrina and people got swept up and died? Right. And they always the typical answer is uh, we do not question the ways of the Lord. Well, I do question the ways of the Lord, especially an interviewer like you. Yeah. And if I don't get answers, <laughs> if I don't get answers, you don't believe. I I question it. Someone asks, well, what what if you could interview God? What would be the first well, question? Do you have a son? <laughs> <laughs> Now, you if, mentioned your if he life. would say no, right? Chaos throughout the Christian throughout world. The world. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned your wife. How many? You were married seven, eight times. Seven. Wow. Why one, not make one it eight? twice? One twice. Why not go for eight? He's married. He's married well, now. So I'm married eighteen years now. Oh. <laughs> I've got um, my wife's much younger. We have two young boys. In fact, people see me and my wife. You know, I'm eighty-one, mm-hmm. and people see us, and I know what they're thinking. You How know? old is she? She's uh, 55. So that's 26 years. Mm -hmm. So I know what they're thinking. What? They look at me, they look at her. So I always say the same thing. That's not what I would think. I'd think like, wow, Larry's penis is still getting hard. No, what I say is, (laughs) what I say, if she dies, she dies. (laughs) (laughs) You get another girl. (laughs) That's easy to say when you've had eight wives. Life goes on. I don't regret. I don't regret any of it. I have three grown. I have three three grown children. Mm -hmm. I've had a hell of a life, man. I mean, I from the little five-year-old kid in Brooklyn who wanted to be on the radio, to be seen all over the world, to get a lifetime achievement from the Emmys, Mm -hmm. uh, Peabody Award, Peabody Mm Award. You know, I can't. I so I really I pinch myself every day. I consider a lot of it lucky. I mean, you have to be good. I know I'm good at what I do. But there's luck involved, too. When did you realize you were a good interviewer? Well, when, I, when I started, I was doing a show at a, at a restaurant in Miami Beach. I was 23. And Bobby Darren, great Bobby Darren, walked in. And then Jimmy Hoffa came in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't prepare for him because mm-hmm. I didn't know they were coming. Right. And I got to love that. I got to love asking questions. But I could, if I look back long enough, I was asking questions when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd get on a bus. and Why do you want to drive a bus? I'd say to the bus driver, what do you get out of driving a bus? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I naturally went into it. As we started here today, I started by asking, what, what is it with so many radio Right, stations? absolutely. Yeah. What do you do? Why do you call yourself the breakfast club? There's no breakfast. You know, that, <laughs> those are things that are constantly on my mind. And what made me good at what I did was I asked simple questions. Mm-hmm. It's one word, two, one sentence questions. Why is a great question. When I was a kid, when I first got to Miami, mm-hmm. I got I had $11 in my pocket. I stayed with my uncle. First thing I saw was uh, two water fountains. and One said white and one said colored. And uh, I drank out of the colored water fountain. It was very good, by the way. It was cold. Mm-hmm. You thought it was going to be cool. And so I started, I started <laughs> saying, why are there two? Mm-hmm. Then I got up on a bus to go from Miami over to Miami Beach. And I sat in the back of the bus. And the bus driver stopped the bus and mm-hmm. said, move forward. Because the back of the bus is for coloreds and the front of the bus is for whites. And I said, why? Mm-hmm. And I still have never got an answer to that question. Because <clears throat> why should pigment mean anything? Right. Mm. <clears throat> so I never got an answer. You asked me that when I was on your show, like, yeah. now you was like, why do people hate on other people for the color of their skin? I'm like, That's, I really don't know. I don't know. What, so I all prejudice. Right. I don't know why I'm heterosexual. For example, I like women, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I like women. I didn't choose it. In other words, I didn't get up one day at age 11 and say, you know, 
I think I like women. Mm-hmm. So why would someone get up one day and say, I think I like men, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know why. It's probably a gene. It's probably something. No one knows why they are what they are. So why be against it? Why you know what I'm saying? Why yeah. be, why be against it? Right. If you don't know why. I mean, also, as Ross Perot told me, the, the South was economically stupid. I mean, they'd build a building and they'd have to build two bathrooms for men instead of one. <laughs> I mean, but idiotic. They would, they would deflate. If they didn't educate mm-hmm. their black citizens, how could they expect them to thrive economically? So that's why your lowest economic states are the Mississippis and Alabamas. Because right. they didn't bring... So you lose. Mm-hmm. Segregation is idiotic financially. Forget morally. It's idiotic financially. Right. It's idiotic. Put it like that, absolutely and right. You, gonna... you actually marched uh, You marched in Miami. I did. So, uh, so we, the beaches could be yeah, yeah, uh, segregated. We, yeah, we integrated the beaches. and I, Integrated. I, mean, I was like, yeah. what? So black people could be on the beach. Right. But <laughs> black people couldn't be on the beach. Do you know how That's bad crazy. it was? I mean, in, in our lifetime, in 1963, mm-hmm. if Sammy Davis swam in a pool in Las Vegas where he was entertaining, they emptied the pool and refilled it. Wow. Sammy Davis, as loved as he was, was at the time? They emptied the pool. That's crazy. Could, could you? I mean, you, it's hard to believe that. Harry Belafonte integrated the Hilton Hotel in Miami Beach in 1965. <clears throat> the black entertainers would play on Miami Beach, and then they would be put in a very nice hotel in the black area in Miami. Mm. And Harry Belafonte, who I love to this day, I was there when he was checking in. He was going to open that night. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, Mr. Belafonte, very glad to have you, and... And your hotel is across the bay on the other side. And he said, why? <laughs> he said, well, that's, that's where our, our Negro entertainers stay. And he says, where I play is where I stay. Mm-hmm. And they checked him in. And then wow. he said, and my troupe also has to stay wow. where we play. And he had 12 black singers <laughs> behind him. And they integrated that hotel. Wow. How long did it take y'all to get the beaches integrated after the march? Oh, he had that quickly. Once you start a movement, mm-hmm. you can't stop a movement. Right. Once, I knew Martin Luther King very well. He was so uh, spot on. Once you start to show people, when I could put you on television and show a black man merely <coughs> walking across a bridge and they hit him over the head, the average guy looking at that and the children, why? There is no answer. It's just stupid. Right. So the more you see that, and then now you have gay marriage. Mm-hmm. People start to say, "It ain't my business." It ain't, what, what, what do you care? What do I care? Everybody well, should everybody should be allowed to get married and be miserable. <laughs> now, stupid. can I ask your opinion on something that's happening now with uh, Brian Williams? I feel so sorry about that. I like Brian, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. Why why people do things for self aggrandizement? You know, did Brian Williams have to say he was in a helicopter? No. no. Not at all. He don't have to be in the action. I, I, don't, I don't turn on the news. I don't, to hear I don't, you be a I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. But and he's been what, suspended. And, uh, I don't, it'd be hard for him to come back. Nobody's perfect, and everybody has done things. Everybody has something in the closet. Mm-hmm. that you. There's something about you that you wouldn't want, no. <laughs> I think I know. Uh-oh. Come on, Mr. King. Tell hey. us. Just tell us. You know, we, we actually go way back. Let's not, you know. Oh, you can do that on radio question now the whole audience is thinking like what yeah what, what? nice seeing you yeah, again now, <laughs> see, in now, this decade i had nothing to do with that you know 
No, we, no, why are you getting nervous? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. This is just, you know. This is, see that little nervous laugh? You were always that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Larry King, I have to ask you about social media and how it affects everything today, being that obviously you've had so much experience. No, I'm on the internet now every day on Hulu. You be tweeting? You tweet. Yeah, I tweet. I got 2,800,000 followers. Do girls hit you up on DMs and stuff like that? Yeah, still yeah, try to you, highlight you? You ever been in a chick's DMs, Larry? What's a DM? <laughs> Direct, Direct message. message. That's a oh, private hey, message. No, I dictate my tweets. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, type them out. I don't okay. text. Mm-hmm. I, uh, in fact, here's my phone. I have... A flip phone. It flips. A flip I phone. Say one of those in a minute. Hey, come on, now you work for 150 million dollars. You, you can't have a phone. Somebody send King. this guy a phone. Okay? I tell you why I like it. You can't even send a penis pic on that. Why? phone. It's a phone. I can put it against my ear. Mm-hmm. Two. I find that people with iPhones, mm-hmm. my children, and others, it controls them. I agree. I was a smoker. Mm-hmm. I wound up having a heart attack, and I, when I look back, the cigarette controlled me. Mm-hmm. And I look at people with iPhones. I go to dinner with some guys where they're not there with me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like to communicate verbally, maybe because mm-hmm. that's the way I was, I was raised and been doing it all my life. Text is a cop out to me. I mm-hmm. can see you're in an emergency situation, but mm-hmm. well, why why text when you can call? Absolutely. Do you have any any guests that uh, don't like you? Because I, 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 I guess I read a story about how you pissed off Seinfeld one time. Well, because. <laughs> I, he he said he didn't mean it, but I've gotten I'm friendly with Jerry. In fact, he he says that I started Twitter with my old column in USA Today. But uh, Jerry was on the show, and I asked him why did Seinfeld go off the air? No, that's I, not what you said. You said is his show canceled? I didn't say show canceled. Oh, uh, <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> well, guys say, who wear jeans like that make up. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I said. Was your show canceled? I didn't know that he just, and he said, we were number one, you know, and he, he got a little tiffed. So he says, you know, we, he took offense to it, and then he later said he was kidding, but I don't think he was kidding. Mm. Right. But I, I love Seinfeld. By the way, I watch probably more Seinfelds than any other show <laughs> because Larry David, who, who conceived it, mm-hmm. is a genius. Y'all look like y'all could be related in some way, you and Larry David. Because we're both named Larry. And you wear glasses. This is a demeanor about y'all look like y'all could be related. Y'all from the same tribe, as we say. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh. I take that as a little bit of a put down. Oh. I'll tell you why. Why? Two guys named Larry, both wear glasses, same tribe. Are you discussing perhaps the Hebrew faith? Oh, yeah, it was a little, nah. yeah, it was a little What did you mean by tribe? Oh, and tribe is like when you look like somebody, they say you're from the same tribe. That's like hip. for me, like Tyrese would be my tribe. Young Jeezy. Do you know these people? No, no. no but they're all black <laughs> with bald heads and like my height. Oh, so I see. So, yeah, so it was yeah, a compliment yeah. in a sense. Yeah. If the person looked handsome. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Like I, mean, yeah, I didn't mean. Think, if you think Larry I, David's handsome, it's a compliment. Well, I don't take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlemagne and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are from the same tribe. Yeah, they said, yeah exactly. Me, 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 young Jeezy, a you guy know, named Neo, and Jada Kiss. Where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? World got so hip. <laughs> See, to me, hip Frank Sinatra. Now I hear a lot of the young singers today. I got nothing against them. My kids listen to. I drive in the car, and my kids are listening mm-hmm. to music. I don't know one word they're saying. <laughs> Ask them who Young Thug is when you get home. <laughs> Ask your kids. Say, who is Young Thug? I interview a lot of these. I know you, you haven't do. interviewed Junk Thug yet. 
Please, yeah, Jared, don't make that happen. Well, rappers he, seem to like you. Jay, everybody seems to like you. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> you know, these hip-hop people come on, these rappers, hey, we love you, Larry. Why? I, I, you know, I'm not speaking their language. Uh, but I interview. I forget their names. They go so fast. You know? Do you remember the Chris Brown interview? That was big in our world. Oh, boy. <laughs> you remember that one when he had the bow tie on? Yeah. He wouldn't give me real answers. It was... Oh. See? Turn the lights on. Now, in our world, oh, when the lights go out like that, somebody gets You got to run. Yeah, you got to okay. run. Now, <laughs> when the lights go on in the studio, you run. Now, Chris wouldn't give you real answers. The lights were not. I thought there'd be one less person here. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in the hood now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in the hood now. No, I, I feel so hip. Uh, it was his uh, first interview after the whole Rihanna thing. Yeah. And uh, they put up pictures of her. And, and he was on with his mother. And I felt kind of sorry for him. Mm -hmm. Yet I'm told, because uh, I'm not an expert in that area of music, that he's a brilliant artist. He's very yes. good. He's good. He's a great yeah. artist. He's good. One of the best. Good. Can dance his ass off. Mm-hmm. Now you're still very active. You you work a lot. Do you? Yeah, I do. See, I like work. Do you ever see yourself like retiring? Retiring? Mm. I don't know what I do. I really don't. Retire to what? Yeah. I wouldn't know what I would do. Mm. <laughs> I thought I could retire, but I couldn't. I I I I, I don't understand people who don't go to work. Why did you leave CNN? Did you just get tired of everything? Well, no, I always has had three four year contracts, and the last time it came to me it was a one year contract, and mm. I saw the writing on the wall, and I guess they just wanted to. Go another direction. That was a terrible direction. That guy is something. <laughs> yeah, that didn't Morgan work out too well terrible. for them. Piers Morgan. Yeah. I didn't like his style. You know, they, I, I guess they, you know, I don't know what. Now they have a different thing on every night at nine. You know, I always wondered because you said you want to be frozen and you, you, you made the joke about your 200 years later, if you woke up, you'd make new friends. And like my grandmother was like the oldest of all her brothers and sisters. And she outlived like her mom and her father, everybody, all her, you know, her brothers, sisters, everybody. So how does it feel to like outlive people you've interviewed and things it's, like it's that? It's weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, a senator said to me once, the toughest part of aging is your friends die. Mm -hmm. So far, I've been a little lucky. My best friend's wife died. But I have a four or five. Six friends, all of whom are around my age, are still living. Good. Now we grew up together. Oh, that's great. But I think about dying. I worry about it because you can't do anything about it. You can't nope. do anything about it. But then you also appreciate what a great life you've had. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't work yeah, all the time. Doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how do you want to be remembered? Because you've, you've, you've been on air when so many great people have died, and you see how the world stops in the memorials. I think I want to be remembered as someone who informed. I made the world a little bit better by learning a lot of a lot of things about a lot of people, and I made people laugh, and uh, I communicated well. And I know that when you communicate on a daily basis, like people listening to the show, if you guys are on for a long time, how long has the show been on? Um, it'll be five years. Five this year. years. Yeah. Let's say you go on, you're on ten years. There are people out there, and you have no idea of the magnitude mm -hmm. that you're in their lives. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. And you become part of their lives. And all you're doing is just being you. Right. Mm. But you're attached to these people. And it's a great feeling that they have that feeling for you. That's why people get so sad when well-known people die. Right. Through their gift, they've entertained you. So I'd like to say that I entertained people and I informed. Hey, is this a funeral?
No. no, no what no, are we doing? No, no, no. I'm starting right? to get depressed. They, they might use it later <laughs> <laughs> when you pass. But no, it's not a funeral. Call me. You got a weird sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you joining us. Some today. people find him offensive. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Don't bring us up again. <laughs> okay, I'm It good. was one night. Why do you keep reminding me? That's right. He has no tattoos. You, still, you, you, still, you still get it in sexually, though, right? <laughs> well, you need help. <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, uh, prostate cancer, <laughs> so I had had a radiation. But you know something? You go on living. That's kind of a personal question. You, you, you ask him why? Listen, I'm looking forward to being like 81 years old. Missionary? You got any other questions? I told you this last time I saw you. I want my brain and my penis to work. When I get 80-something. And by the way, they are connected. Yes. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Larry King, we appreciate thank you guys. today. Mr. King, thank you Great for coming. Great being with you on The Breakfast much. Club. Thank hey, you. there you have it. It's Larry King. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk verses. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Keisha Cole revealed the reason why she was late to Versus, and she did apologize for being late. Here's what she had to say. No, it was it was a lot of people. They said it was the highest rated Versus or whatever, which I really do appreciate. Well, I was, like, nervous about that, to say the least. But more so than anything, I want to apologize for not sitting my ass in that seat, okay? Because I was there. And I should have sat down, no matter if I felt like the visual wasn't clear or, you know, I didn't, they said my music wasn't going to be right or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? I think that more so than anything, people wanted me to be present. Uh, first of all, I thoroughly enjoyed the Jeezy. I mean, the uh, what did I say? The Keisha Cole Keisha and, Cole um, and Ashanti. Ashanti versus. <laughs> Great versus. But they weren't higher than Gucci and Jeezy or Brandy and Monica, were they? I know Brandy and Monaco was the highest, and then Gucci and Jeezy broke that. Shanti and Keisha Cole was higher than that? I know they were high. I don't think they beat Jeezy and Gucci, honestly. I, mean, I, I saw them know. at about 1.1 million when I was on there, so I'm not sure. But I also saw in the shade room that uh, Keisha Cole tested positive for COVID as well before the uh, verses went down. Really? And so, had all those people mm-hmm. in there? Because I, I seen OT. Well, Jimmy no, I think it was, it was like nine days beforehand. Oh, okay, nine days before. Yeah, something like that. So that was also something that happened. So we know there were a lot of delays, but they finally had to get it going. All right. Now, also during that versus, we saw that 21 Savage was enjoying himself greatly listening to some music. And here is what uh, 21 Savage sounded like watching the battle. How you get that that out there? How you do that? <laughs> night. 21 just be living his life, man. Drop on the clues bombs for 21 Savage, man. Just be out here enjoying well, himself. It looks like he could be working and collaborating with Missy Elliott sometime in the near future. A fan asked Missy what she want to work, and she said most deaf. So I think that'd be a nice collaboration to happen. I'm not mad now, at Swiss. Swiss Beats is talking about some other battles he wants to see go down on Versus. He was on ESPN's Jalen and Jacoby, and he discussed who he thinks would be a great battle. I want to try to figure out how to do Pac and Biggie in, in, in a way that the people are going to really love it. I got you on that. I got the idea for I'm going to call you later. Talk, but not even that. We got to go Prince and Michael Jackson. That too. Oh, hologram. Is we going but hologram? I got, I, I got a couple ideas. I've just been working. I'm going to text you. Do we want that? 
I think that'd Jaylen be cool. Jalen Rose did that very excited noise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that'd be cool. I mean, because I, I don't know how you would do it, because you would probably have to get Biggs DJ, right? So it'd have to be Mr. C or DJ enough. But I don't, I don't, Pac didn't necessarily have a, a DJ I can a, think of, right? A Biggie and Pac versus just seems strange being that they both got taken out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, how do you how do you make that a a, a, a true celebration? Their music lives on, though, uh, you know. Because I, I would, I would. Well, Swizz and Timberlands think there is a way that they could preserve their respective legacies, but also celebrate their catalogs in a non-confrontational way. Yeah, I think Swizz and Tim could absolutely pull it off. I think about social media though. Like, do I really want to see people going back and forth about Biggie and Pac? They do it now, though. I know, but the way that they went out, I just think it would be really, really, really strange. Because it's giving flowers though, and and they both have catalogs. I think that'd be great. Twenty joints. I think that'd be. I think that'd be amazing. I'll be there. For Why not it. just do Bad Boy Death Row? That's, you know, like I said, then you can have, like, Diddy and Dre go at it. That'd be more of a celebration, I would think. I think they've been you know? trying that. I think that would be great, too. Even though Dre's not necessarily, well, Dre is not necessarily death row, but, you know. He started He it. built that, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, I want to talk about this for after the hour because I'm a little torn on this. You okay. know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving Piers Morgan donkey of the day, right? Mm-hmm. But then I also have to ask the question, is he wrong? Okay. You know what I mean? Timing was poor, but was he wrong for what he said? We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's going to be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes. Donkey today for Monday, Jan. Donkey today for Monday, January 25th goes to Piers Morgan. Okay, listen, I'm really confused about this one because I'm such a fan of honesty. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't agree with what you're being honest about, I love when humans keep that same energy. Okay, see, we all have these protocols, all these ways we are taught we are supposed to act when certain things happen. But what if that's not how I really feel. My therapist tells me to feel my feels. Whatever emotions I'm feeling at the time, allow yourself to feel them. But I don't think those feelings are meant for someone else to feel, especially if how you feel may cause someone else pain. Well, Piers Morgan didn't think about that this weekend because I'm sure this weekend the family of Larry King was grieving because if you haven't heard, uh, Larry King passed away this weekend at Cedar sinai Medical Center after being diagnosed with COVID-19 in late December. Now, you know what happens when people pass away in this era? Social media mourns, a lot of digital tributes happen via tweets, Instagram posts, etc. And Piers Morgan was one of those people who decided to do a tweet. Now, once again, I'm torn about this tweet because it doesn't feel right because of the timing. But the honesty of it, I have to respect. Piers tweeted out a picture of him and Larry King with the caption, Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out. After I replaced him at CNN, and he said, my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. Then in parentheses, Piers Morgan put, he, meaning Larry King, married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert. But he was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interview. Now, here's the thing. Do I think it was in poor taste? Yes. Do I think the timing of it was off? Yes. Even if I felt that way about a person, would I share it? Eh, not right after they died. Okay, maybe later, some years later, when I'm telling my story, 
in a book or documentary, and that part of my life comes up. I may tell that story, but to tweet it right after a person dies, it is extremely tone deaf. Like, read the room, Pierce. Okay, folks are mourning, grieving. Think about the family, friends, and folks who loved Larry. All of that would have been going through my mind as I fixed my thumbs to make that tweet, okay? Folks who loved Larry already dealing with hurt because of the death of Larry King. Now they got someone to aim that hurt at. It appears I can't act like you didn't earn it if they give you some wrath, okay? Because you had to know that tweeting that was going to cause some backlash. Now here's where I'm torn. I don't necessarily know if what he said was wrong, okay? That's how he feels. That's the story he's been telling for the longest. The story isn't going to change now that the great Larry King is dead. But where I think he's wrong at, poor timing. Like, bro, Larry King just died. How does Larry King just die and you find a way, okay, anyway, to make his death about you? Okay, like, Piers, you really made this about yourself. You started off great. Larry King was a hero of mine. You even ended it great. He was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interviewer. Those are two amazing pieces of wonder bread right there. I mean, they are soft, no mold on them, but you didn't put the right ingredients in between those two pieces of wonder bread. Okay, it's all types of fillings you could have chosen. Turkey and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, a simple grilled cheese, my personal favorite tuna fish. You could have put spaghetti in there, but instead you chose to put in between those two great slices of Wonder Bread the worst fillings you could find. Mayonnaise, tomatoes, and mustard. Who wants a mayonnaise, tomato, and mustard sandwich? Rice and prawns. Who wants a rice and prawn sandwich? You could have talked about the impact he had on you as a broadcaster, TV personality. Talk about the fact if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't even have had that gig at CNN because you replaced Larry on a show that he built. Those would have been good fillings, okay? I I, I I don't know. I can't tell you what to say. Okay, I can't tell you what to do because I'm not you. But Larry King did tell me once that the most important question to ask in a conversation was why. That's what I would like to know. Why? We have to not only ask that question of, of others, but to ourselves. A simple why will usually keep you from doing digital D-head stuff like this. If you would have simply asked yourself, why am I tweeting this? Why am I tweeting this right now? Why do I need to make this statement at this moment? If you would have took Larry King's advice and simply asked yourself why, I wouldn't be telling dramas right now to let Remy Ma give Piers Morgan the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Now here's why I'm torn, though. Should you keep the same energy when someone dies? Ask me. <laughs> I'm going to get to you in a minute, okay? <laughs> if that's how you felt all of this time and you've told that story before, when they pass, do you not tell that story anymore? Or do you keep that same energy when someone dies? DJ Envy, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Do you keep that same energy? As a matter of fact, no. Angelie, let me start with you, okay? He's too eager. Do you keep that same energy when someone dies, Angelie? I think if somebody asks you a question, you can answer the question, but I would not go on and post and make somebody else's death about me mm -hmm. and how I felt about them when they were alive. I would pass on that. A simple rest in peace. You could say something like, we had our differences, but still an icon or something like that. But yeah. I do think it's tacky. There's people who are family members who are still alive that don't need to see that hurt. You try to act like you respected him and he was an icon, but then you went ahead and threw that extra sauce on it. That's when you make somebody's death about you. And I cannot stand when people do that. True indeed. Uh, Envy, let's yeah. get to you now. Do you That's keep that question. same energy when someone dies? No, uh, I keep the same energy, absolutely positively. Let me, okay. let me let me explain and break it down, right? What's the what's the one thing that you say? For every action is what? A reaction. A reaction, yes. right? So if you issue me before, and there's a problem before, 
you go at me somehow, some way, go at my family, or whatever it may be. Maybe you just said some slick-ish. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to say some slick-ish back, because I've been saying it when you was alive. I'm going to say it when you was dead. That doesn't stop you from being an icon. Mm-hmm. You're still an icon. Mm-hmm. You're still a legend. But I think you did some sucker-ish, and I'm just going to tell you about it, because I'll tell you about it when you was here, so I'm going to tell you about it when you die. I, I have that's, to, that's, that's how I am. I have the feeling that you're waiting on some people to die, Envy, so you can do a mix, <laughs> a mini-mix. And how are you time. telling them about it? They're not going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know if they're going to hear it I'm telling you why you're dead. You don't know if they're going to hear it. Let me ask you one other question, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. A long time ago, shout to Fendi. If you don't know who Fendi is, is Fendi is the Fab's uh, road manager, J.D. Kiss's road manager. He is a legend out there. He might be their manager. I'm not sure. Now, he posted up something on his Instagram about, uh, what, a year ago? He, he went to, he, it, no, this was a lot longer than a year ago, but he, um, yeah, he went to one of his haters' funerals, and he posted from in front of the church, and he said, I went to one of my biggest haters' funerals just to make sure he was dead. <laughs> die, haters, die. Goddamn right. That's how I am. So let's 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 Man. open up the phone lines. Play <laughs> breakfast from court right fast. <laughs> let's do it. Here we go. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Let's take Piers Morgan to court. All right. Now people are mad at him for uh, going at Larry King. Larry King. Yes. Now I'm not. Now I have no problem with Larry King, but there's a lot of people out there that I do have a problem with. Not to say some slickish, but with a little fervor. And if they die, they die. Am I supposed to write something nice because you died after you ished on me all this time? So let's open up the phone lines and ask you. 800-585-1051. Let's say somebody's ishing on you. Somebody's ishing on your family. Somebody's hating on you. They die. You're supposed to be all, oh, they died. Oh, I feel sorry for them. Oh, my gosh. Condolences. Or are you like, take this with you? If, if, if your story has always been F that person, yada, 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 I, you know, I, I I would expect you to keep the same energy. <laughs> or you could just keep it cute and Or you could just quiet. keep it quiet. Word up. That's what I, I mean. In Piers Morgan case, he ain't have to say all keep that. Keep it cute for what? He didn't keep it cute. She didn't keep it cute. She hated on you. They hated and on you. And it also depends how the person died, too, bro. If it's tragic, it's like, ah. That's what they get. That, that's oh, what they deserve. I mean, that the person's normal. dead. I, I could <laughs> let that hurt Christ, go after someone me. dies. Huh? You're a hater, you're a hater. It is what it is. You get it when you're alive, you get it when you're dead. Let's open up the phone lines and talk about it. I'm sorry, I'm a Virgo, I'm petty. 800-585-1051, let's talk about it. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, Charlamagne gave donkey of the day to Piers Morgan. Why? Because Piers Morgan tweeted, Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. He said, my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. In parentheses, he put he married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert. But he was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interviewer. Now, I think the timing of this tweet was very poor, but I respect the fact that he kept the same energy. Now, I have a couple of people on this planet I absolutely don't give a damn about. I don't wish death on anyone. But if they passed away today, I would say God bless like I do everyone and keep it moving. I don't think I would express publicly right after they die, uh, you know, how much they lie, used. They, they might have been my hero at one point. That's a lie. No, I wouldn't rejoice. I wouldn't rejoice in them dying. I wouldn't say I rejoice. But and I'm not saying Pierce rejoiced. I'm just saying the timing was bad. The tweet after that. You could have kept it. Larry King was a hero of mine. He was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interviewer. Everything else in between that was petty. Even though it's the truth, it was still petty. Mm. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If Doodoo Brown. Kelvin Hunter. Something happened to him. Wendy Williams' ex-husband. Knowing all the things that he tried to do to ruin your career. Uh-huh. 
stop you from eating, uh-huh. from feeding your family, paying your rent, and doing your career, right? Yes. Allegedly. I'll say allegedly. Yes. And something happened to him. Would you write a heartfelt thank you for getting me my stuff? I wouldn't say anything. Mm. I keep all those. I keep. I'd I, I say God bless people. No, I don't. I don't rock with that dude. Okay. But it's no. You know, if somebody like if later on in life I was telling my story, I would tell still tell my story the same way I did. But I wouldn't. You know, do tweet right after his death. Rest in peace, Kevin Hunter. I'm glad he. No, I'm, uh, he did X, Y, and Z to me. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Like it's, it's pointless. Sidebar. And that uh, biopic, he didn't seem like such a terrible guy. That's what I told Charlamagne today. I said he seemed like a cool little teddy bear. Well, then that's so how nice. I know it's a, it's, a, it's a science fiction story. To, to Wendy, to Wendy, he didn't seem as awful as I thought well, he was. Well, just... goddamn it, then I know that's a fictional he story. So they might nice. as well keep he that movie so to themselves. So friendly and so caring. All right, I was there. Gosh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Me and Jordan Peele would have to make uh, the movie I saw. <laughs> he made me All right. touch my chest and tell What's Stephen like... King doing? All right. <laughs> he made me go, oh, a couple okay. of times. But anyway, let's go to the phone. Who runs. made for colored girls? I need somebody that made an African American horror story. <laughs> Who made Precious? Let me tell my side of the Wendy Williams doc. I'll show you. I'll, take, I'll give you something to watch. 800 585 1051. We're asking, would you keep that same energy? Hello, who's this? This is Dion Anthony, the singer from Las Vegas. Hey, Dion, the What's singer up, from Dion Vegas. What's up, Dion Anthony? I ain't know they sound like this in Vegas. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, they're coming all different voices <laughs> out here, man. You know, yes, Vegas. There you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, what are you doing? You keeping the same energy or what? You know what? I'm going to say this. You know, when they died, they had the same energy. You know, and I'm usually not the hater type. You know, I, I don't really hate, but I'm going to have to say, if he died keeping the same energy, then I'm going to have to keep the same energy. With him in death, you know what I mean. I would change his legacy. They don't change anything that he did. You know, I'm sure he made a, a huge impact on the world. But you know, he had a certain energy. I I got a certain energy. You know, and uh, I, I felt like you know, we're just gonna go ahead and let it be what it was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever something, whatever somebody did to you, they did to you. Like, that story doesn't mm-hmm. change just because they passed away. So if that's the story you've always been telling, which I'm sure Pierce Morgan has, I get it. I just think that the timing was poor. Kim, good morning. Good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm great. How are y'all? Great, We're great, blessed, black, so and highly favored, Kim. We're asking, are you keeping the same energy or what? Yes, I'm definitely keeping the same energy. But let me explain why. Okay. Mm. I am a very nice person. I don't bother nobody. So if I have bad feelings towards you, it's because you stepped out of line, you did something, you didn't make it right. Okay. I'm with you, Kim. Therefore, you got to eat. Therefore, you got to eat that. So it is what it is. <laughs> That's right. All right, got to eat that cake, huh? Thank you, Kim. Yep. All right. All right. Imagine somebody die on you $20,000 or just any amount of money that you need, <laughs> and then they dead. That's going to be your story. That mother owe me $20,000 you have the nerve to die. <laughs> Still owe me my uh, goddamn money. That's not their money. fault. You gonna be like, you, yo, you coming to his funeral? Damn, they owe me twenty thousand dollars. I ain't got no time to be spending no, no, no to be going to his funeral. You know what I'm saying? I would go to his funeral, but I ain't got the money to go because he owe me twenty thousand dollars. Eight hundred. That's the story. Five eight five one zero five one. Do you keep the same energy when somebody dies, or do you just let it go? Let's let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in Breakfast Club Court. If you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Piers Morgan donkey today. Why is that? I gave Piers Morgan donkey today because if you don't know, Larry King died this weekend. And uh, Piers Morgan decided to tweet out a picture of him and Larry King with the caption, Larry King was a hero of mine. 
until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. And he said, my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. And in parentheses, he put, he married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert, but he was a brilliant broadcaster Eek. and masterful TV interviewer. Um, if that's Pierre's story, and that's the story he's been telling all these years, I understand. I just think that right after somebody dies, that is very, very poor timing to retell that story. Uh, Plus, I like people to be alive to see me be successful. I think that hurts more than that too. Somebody dying. That too. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm keeping the same energy. I mean, I, I didn't like you when you were here. I'm not gonna like you when, you, you, when you're dead. Uh, I know my wife's right now talking about baby. You, you, you got to change. No, 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 no. You, I had a problem with you. You treated me like I'm like the lady that just called a second ago. I don't bother nobody. I mind my business. I make my money. Take care of my family. If you ish on me or hate on me or my family, whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to tell you in your last tweet. And like I said, I might go to your funeral just to make sure you really did. Like Fendi. Now listen. And you know, some people oh. some people say I'm too nice because I also feel like I'll be thinking about people's family members and how that's just not nice for other people who have nothing to do with anything and they're grieving at a time like that. But I'm alive. As you and should. I wouldn't want anybody to, to do that to me and have my parents see something like that. That's and just how I look at it. Shouldn't do foul-ish, and that, that wouldn't happen. But, but you, that's you, the truth. You do think about that, though. You do think about the people you may be hurting with that tweet. But I will say this. If you post something like that after somebody passes, you kind of were happy they did. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. You're kind of reveling in the fact that Maybe. they did. You know I'm a karma person. Hello, who's this? Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi, how y'all doing? Good. What's your thoughts? Hey. You keeping that same energy or you letting it go? I'm letting it go. I feel as though, like, they already did. You already won. Like, you're giving off miserable right. vibes. If you're, you know, like, let it go. Okay. I'm with you. All right, mama. Yeah, okay. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? This is Big from the Buck, man. What's poppin'? What's big. Up, bro? You said from the Bluff? From the Buck, man. Florida, man. Oh, the Buck. Oh, it's, Buck. It's a, it's a little bit out of Jacksonville, Florida. Got you. All right. So we're asking, you know, would you keep that same energy or are you just going to let it go? Man, come on, man. We rolling them boys up, man. It's oh, Y'all smoking on them. We rolling them boys up. They, they smoking on, on them. I knew he was oh, going to say that. God. I knew he was going to say that. All right, now. Put that ass in the dirt. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Wow. He's from Florida, guys. Guys, <laughs> Florida, guys right? and gals listening, keep Jeez. in mind. We took it an extra Florida. step further. We didn't even ask all that. It's <laughs> Florida, guys. Not at all. Okay. Jeez. It's Florida. Even I thought that was Florida. Florida. You, might pay if you rocking with him, Evan? I thought that was a little too far. I'm I mean, saying. I ain't going to smoke nobody. In, like, in, damn. In Florida, they might pay for your funeral just to know where it's at to shoot it up. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Ross. What's up, bro? Where you calling from? I'm calling from South Carolina. What part? What part of the crack? I'm down here in Buford. Okay, 803. All right. That's right. I'm down here in Buford. Is that the Geechee town eh? No, that ain't Geechee. Oh, my bad. That ain't Geechee. So are you keeping that same energy, bro? Yeah, I'm keeping that same energy. And the reason why I'm keeping that same energy is because, like, this haters ain't nothing but negative energy. You understand what I'm saying? Preach. And I like to turn things into a f***ing way. So I look at my haters as my fans. You know what I'm saying? They don't do nothing but boost me to get me more what I need to get because they want what I got to want to be who I am. So you, lo you, you lost one less fan when, when they die. Well, you know, I still gain most. Why not keep the same? That's the question, right? I'm, 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 I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Right. I'm more like yeah. Angela Yido. I want you to. It's a cold um, world. I want you to be alive to, to, to see me shining. You know I mean, what I mean? That's cool. 
That's cool too. But when you die, it is what it is. I'm supposed to feel remorse. I'm supposed to feel happy. I'm supposed to not let it slide. No, no. I'm not telling thing. you you gotta feel that way. But I'm just saying to go on social media and do all that and not thinking about that person's kids, their family. You, think about you my can kids? have what you have. You oh, can be honest about how you felt did? when you do an interview, but a post that nobody even asked you. Yeah, that's your true. Input. Well, they might have did a post when nobody asked him. He know he didn't care how it affected me or my family. So now he's I'm alive. To care about him or his family. <laughs> I will also died. say too, though. You know, once you cross me, like when I really, really don't rock with you, you're dead to me anyway. You're dead. You're What's dead the moral of the story? Yeah. That was it? Yeah, pretty much. But I, I, I do think Piers Morgan was being petty. I think the timing was uh, the timing was bad. Even though that is his story, the timing was all the way off. Very poor timing. He made it about him. You know what I mean? At a time like this, like, come on, knock it off. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's switch to some positivity and let's talk about Master P and what he has going on. He's going to be the first black man to do something. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We know that you ride black people, right? I got what you need. Everybody, it's DJ MV hey. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hey, real quick, I feel bad because this whole time we've been sitting here today and we didn't acknowledge someone who is very important to the Breakfast Club. We couldn't get a lot of things done without this person. So we have to wish a big happy born day to Miss Alicia Keys. Okay, without her, her catalog, <laughs> without her catalog, radio wouldn't have a lot of records to play over and over for years. Oh so gosh. happy born day to Alicia Keys. Yes, happy born day. We're going to start the mix off with some A-Keys too in the mix. So if you got a request, you can definitely hit me up and let me know what A-Keys song you want to hear. That was some damn haters. I'm also going to assume it's DJ Dramos' birthday the way that he giggled. <laughs> Today Here is DJ is. Dramos's born day. Happy oh. born day to DJ Dramos. Oh, Drop you, on the clues bombs for Dramos, okay? Dramos, you got a song I can play? You got some Drake? I want to blow Drake's candle out for his birthday so bad. He does. He, look at the guy. He got his little cute gloves on. Look at his gloves. Look at his gloves. It's freezing in here, bro. Fingerless gloves. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Master P. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Now, Master P has gone to his Instagram and revealed that he is working with Richard Patterson, who is a former Tesla engineer, and he's going to develop the next era of supercars. It's called Tryon Supercars, and it will be the first black-owned company of its kind, the first black-owned supercar manufacturer in the United States. Here he is with Romeo. This is a big deal for the culture. This is how we inspire us. Them seeing you create something like this, seeing a black man build a car. Yeah. And not just any car, but one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. Yeah, and then, you know what? That just show you how we are involved. Okay, Get from a scale seven. of one to ten, <laughs> this car is a ten. Hey man, drop on the clues bombs from Master P. I respect, I respect that brother forever. The ultimate hustler. He's a great human being uh, and been an inspiration for entrepreneurs like myself for a long time. I think that car exists already. I think they they already that exist and they um, are going to start. I guess manufacturing that car because I was looking at that a while ago that 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 brother that that created the car the car is dope well salute to Master P and, and the brother that created the car whatever mm-hmm. uh, respect him yeah it says uh, he created a, a supercar it's called the Nemesis RR 
And then in addition to that, Tryon Supercars is in the process of creating affordable luxury SUVs and cars for the masses. So you can go to TryonSupercars.com. for people? T-R-I-O-N. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's available for purchase now? I think yeah, it's I in development. So. No, I was looking mm. at them, and they, they have cars that they've been testing and driving because I was looking at, at possibly purchasing one. You know, I love cars, but I just didn't uh, get all the details for it. But I would love to All right, it. now, Trey Songs was in an altercation, and he got into an altercation with police at a Chiefs game. And according to fans, they're saying the cop was the person who was out of line. Now, according to a witness, they say that Trey Songs is being heckled by some fans a few rows behind him. He asked them to chill out. Then the officer approached Trey Songs and went after him without any type of warning. Trey was caught off guard. Things got physical. Trey Songs did defend himself. He did have the officer in a headlock at one point after he was uh, attacked. And they said he was in custody and arrested for trespassing, resisting arrest, both misdemeanors and for assaulting a police officer, which is a low-grade felony. And they said he'll uh, likely be released. Yeah, Trey, Trey had him in that OG Virginia headlock. That's, he that, that's that headlock <laughs> you learn from all the OGs around you. You ever seen an old man get into a fight mm-hmm. and they scrap that elderly headlock on you? That, and, 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 and it take about 17 people to get, to get him off you? That's what that's what Trey had that cop uh, had that cop yeah. in. When I seen that video this morning, I was praying to God because I just seen the video. I didn't see what happened. I'm like, please, because Trey had him so well. I'm like, please don't shoot Trey or don't shock Trey because he had him thing. But thank God nothing happened to Trey. Mm. All right, now Danny Lay has issued an apology after the yellow bone controversy. Now before this apology, she posted part of the rumor report to, I guess, give herself some backup. Now I, I was confused by this yesterday because uh, I'm trying to figure out what am I missing. You know, she, she. I think people are mad because they, they they don't. She's not black. Is she black or is she not? She black? posted, "I'm Dominican." She said, "I'm Dominican. I'm Spanish. I'm black. I'm white. Leave me alone." But she has a lighter complexion, so she made a song about having a lighter complexion. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I'm trying to figure out what's the problem here. I think it's like a, a colorism thing. And so is is brown skin girls colorism? All right. Well, she has since apologized via Instagram. And I just want to take a moment to say that when it comes to the colorism, especially in the music business, we've heard Seven Streeter speak on it. We've heard Notori talk about being in 3LW and the issues that she had because she was darker skinned. And so it is something that is a real, real thing. And here's what she had to say. I think people twist it into thinking like I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. Like that was never my intention. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. Nah, like I see brown skin women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Like why can't I talk about mine? If you look at me, I'm light skin, I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. Listen, I said it once and I say it again. Everybody should be comfortable in the skin they're in. Everybody should be proud of the skin they have. If you light skin, rep your set. If you brown skin, rep your set. If you dark skin, rep your set. I don't care as long as you're not saying you are better than someone else because of your skin color. But I've realized this weekend, mm-hmm. I'm not having these debates anymore because these conversations about colorism do exactly what the colonizer intended them to do, and that's caused confusion. You divide people by the color of their skin, and we start infighting and bickering amongst each other, and we forget the most important thing, and that's... We're all black at the end of the day. In case of somebody like Danny Lay, we're all minorities. The real enemy is and always will be white supremacy. Colorism is a white supremacist ideology. We learned that from them, and it's it's used on it's used to keep us from being unified. And as long as we are unified amongst each other, we lose sight of the real issue, and that's white supremacy. As part of her argument, she also discusses the baby, who is her man. It wasn't something that I looked at so deeply, which I can see why people will take it deeply. So I understand, and I'm sorry that. 
I wasn't sensitive to the topic when I wrote my comment, like, why are you guys taking it so personal? Because it can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing. I'm not a colorist, I'm not a racist. I date a whole chocolate man. I have beautiful dark skinned friends, like, and skin isn't something I even see. Of course it's a real thing. You know, colorism is absolutely positively used to keep us divided. And as long as we're not unified, as long as we're in fight amongst each other, we lose sight of the real issue, which will always be white supremacy. Well, stop calling me Waffle Color Negro. I cannot. Okay. Because what I will always add to that is light-skinned men need to be oppressed. See? All right? See? Okay. They guy. need to be marginalized. See? Their voices need to be silenced. Oh, my goodness. All right? No. Okay. Well, go ahead and then say something back then. Me? I hate you. What you mean you hate me? Oh, you hate me? Yes. You hate me because I'm dark? Oh, my goodness. Is that why? Is that why you hate me? Mix is up next, That's why man. I cheered when Nino Brown stabbed Christopher Williams in the cheer. hand. I know you did, Okay. Cheer. I know you in did. In New Jack City. All right? <laughs> everybody, should have, All right well, everybody should have confidence in the skin they're in, though. Except for light-skinned men. Y'all have nothing. And, and, and white people. And people, people, should, not be, people right. should not be putting down people... <laughs> Due to their skin color and all of that, that should not be happening. That's the main issue, right, is putting down other people because of the color of their skin, acting like they're not marketable, they're not as attractive because of the color of their skin. No, we're all different shades. All right, and that is your rumor report. All right, Mix is up next. Happy birthday, Alicia Keys. Let's talk the mix off with some Alicia Keys. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, shout out to everybody in Atlanta. I'm actually doing something in Atlanta. Uh, due to uh, everything that's going on in the world, we weren't able to do any of our seminars or webinars, but people have been spending money and getting money. They're getting their tax refunds. They're getting loans. They're getting all types of things and are paying these people ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 to learn how to get in a real estate game. Um, so we're going to do a, a, a conference, a seminar in Atlanta, and this is how it's going to go down. So we are only putting 30% of the people in the actual building. Everything will be six feet away, so it'll be socially distancing. We also had to pay for social distancing police. You ask me what that is? I'll tell you. That's uh, police officers that's actually walking around the venue to make sure everybody has their masks on and are so, uh, socially distancing. And we'll have the same people there. We'll have conventional lenders, uh, hard money lenders, real estate agents, uh, and people that'll help you get into the real estate game and, ho and hopefully buy your first house. I tell everybody that money is cheap, meaning interest rates are low, and I love to see people purchasing homes. Uh, Dramos, who today is his birthday, he's closing on his home uh, in, in a week or so, and I'm just happy. I'm, I'm happy that we were able to help him as much as I can and help him with an attorney and whatever whatever you need, credit, congrats whatever you need. Congrats on your first trap house, Drum. Buy you, things, you know, while we can, and interest rates are low. What you say? I said congrats to Drum on his first trap house. It's not a trap house. It's actually an investment house, which, which I'm very happy about. Yep. Not to put too much in, information out there, but it, it's it's an investment, and he gets to live there. So it's almost like he's living there for free. Yeah, congratulations. That's dope. Congratulations. I think that's great what y'all doing I, in Atlanta. There's a lot of people out there getting illegal PPP money, and they need to find I somewhere to invest I didn't want to say that, but I wanted to say that. They need to I'm find somewhere you said to invest it. it. <laughs> All right. So it's good that you know you're giving them something to do uh, legit with, the, with that illegal PPP money. <laughs> and this week for myself is the second week of my store being open officially in Detroit. So private label on 8 Mile and DeQuinder. If you are in Detroit, private label is open for business. I'm super excited about it. It's been going really well and smooth so far. I'll be out there later this week also. So hopefully I'll be able to see some people while I'm working in the store. 
All right. Now it's time to get up out of here. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. First, I want to tell everybody to uh, please go pre-order Tamika Mallory's upcoming book, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. It'll be out May 11th, 2021, but you can pre-order now wherever you purchase books. We're actually uh, revealing the cover for her book real soon. Um, but the positive note is simply this. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. That's from George Bernard Shaw. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?